BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> it's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel, you're hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hi, Ben. What a day it is. Finally, the episode of Mask Singer has aired. <gasps> oh, and my And we gosh. got to see behind the mask. It's Rudy Giuliani. And what song was he singing? Bad to the bone. What? We have the sound. It will be fantastic. We'll get we have so much to get to today. Florida's still going batshit crazy. We also have what's been going on with Tucker Carlson. He loves to talk about balls. And evidently, much like the tan man that was Trump, we're supposed to make our balls just as orange as his nose. Yum. I don't know what's going on, but for Fernando, you're a ball tanner, or at the very least, you've been advocating for tanning said balls, so we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. I have to defend myself. What does it mean to be a man? We're going to talk about it, because I'll tell you one thing, masculinity in this country is under attack by all sides, Mm -hmm. and you know what the number one rule of being a dude is? Be cool, man. Yeah, bro. Just be cool. Live and let live. Yep. God, we have a bunch of sound. And I want to thank everyone who listened uh, to our most recent episode with Lenora. She was absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we all learned so much. Mm -hmm. And we all have to do our due diligence when it comes to uh, reminding men, us, what it means to truly be a fella dude. All right. Well, speaking of men. Mm. This one's a total piece of shit. Oh. His name is Rudy Giuliani. Okay. And then there's another one named Ken Jong. Mm. Now, Ken Jong, you might recognize him from The Hangover mm-hmm. because he jumped out of the back of a car and he was like, here's my penis. And I said, oh, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. It was funny. Oh. Now he's the producer of said show, Mass Singer. Hmm. So somehow he wasn't aware that Rudy Giuliani was going to be on the show. However, I don't think any of that is true because... I don't know. When you're a producer and you're on camera, this is a national television show. Mm-hmm. I bet you Ken knew, and I think all of this is staged. I think all of it's fake. We we had pontificated earlier yes. when this story first came to light months and months mm-hmm. ago, and uh, I never thought the episode would make it to air. I'm impressed that it made it this far and that they even showed this man's face on television again. Absolutely. And he's not in a courtroom. And of course, yeah, that's very true and very sad. <laughs> right. He does look like a, a strange Disney character from hell. Well, also talk about disney and florida and hell a little bit later (laughs) on but let's play rudy giuliani singing bad well this is the reveal to the reveal yeah yes this uh, is the reveal i do think we'll hear if you want a better version of bad to the bone just listen to the original song sure (laughs) absolutely all right let's play the sound before i met you oh he looks so disappointed (laughs) oh he's out of there (laughs) oh my god Oh, oh my gosh. Yours, pretty baby. Oh. Yours yours oh, the women are loving it. They love it. What is he? We know. Bad we know you're bad. 
Oh my god, the crowd is going <laughs> the crowd is going questionably crazy here. To be fair, with the exception of King John, to one of the most corrupt pieces of shit in New York political history and national political history, uh. he's crushing it. He's crushing it. <laughs> he looks like no, the penguin not. come to life. The audience is going crazy. They might be paid to be there. They might mm-hmm. be hostages. We don't know. They may be this might be what we're doing with Ukrainian refugees, although I believe when this was filming the war hadn't begun yet. No. Nonetheless, what does it say about American culture when a man, as Travis just said, who should be appearing on court TV, tops, is on national TV? That's insane. Pretending to be super cute, and he was a jack in the box. Yeah, he was hiding in the box, and he was the jack. He was jacking it in the box. <laughs> oh, they should have had Tubin. No. Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey Tubin would be great as jacking it in the box. I mean, what a bizarre! I swear to God, <laughs> when we talked about this months, weeks ago, we, I was just like, oh, good, that'll never see the yeah. light of day. Uh, I don't know what it says about TV these days. America. They're just like, oh, put it on there. Absolutely. If it bleeds, it leads. If it mm-hmm. leaks, it sings. Yeah, if it leaks, it's Rudy Giuliani sweating in a box. Absolutely. Uh, my question for you here, Ben. Uh, if maybe me as a producer, I could see myself doing this. I could see myself secretly as bringing- As a King Jung? No, as a secretly bringing on a guest and not telling- like maybe you for shock value, yeah, for shock. But oh. I mean, but we're not on camera, and we can edit, so it's not as good. But maybe yeah. on live TV, I could see it's it. It's possible. Con- you know, Ken Jong did not know it was happening. I really yeah, don't. Maybe care. they keep it secret from all the judges, even maybe. though he's producer. Because <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah, the point is that it is secret because it's the mass Singer. They're not right. supposed to know. So, oh, I see. Yeah, but, so, but who's signing the checks when they is sending this check off to Rudy Giuliani's lawyer? I assume at this point he's just got to pay nothing but legal fees absolutely but when we first talked about this i said that this was gonna air because i said remember i said everyone's putting it on the news it's everywhere there's no so way that they're it. not there's no way that they're not gonna air this beautiful piece of television this is a yeah. cash cow it's a great day to sell your nissans it's a great day to remind <laughs> people that they can put their chicken with the fish and the and the, uh, <laughs> the beef turf. on your surfing turf mcdonald's uh. burger which is one of the most disgusting things of all time so so you're right. It's been a race to the bottom for a long time culturally, and this is just a further indication of how far we have come. America's mayor, formerly loved, a man who was seen after 9-11 as one of the greatest leaders in the country. A national hero. This is how far he has fallen, although because we live in a celebrity comatose society, they get to say, well, He's famous, he's so famous. put him on TV, and it doesn't matter why he's famous. Mm. The same thing with O.J. Simpson now. Mm-hmm. I was reading an article recently, and they described him as, quote, former NFL running back. Oh, wait. Not, <laughs> not uh, double no murderer. murderer. Oh, man. <laughs> he well, was acquitted. Sure. <laughs> yes, that I is guess, true. I guess that you're right. I, yeah. and, and in Rudy Giuliani's case, he has not yet been charged with anything related to January 6th or all the Ukraine dealings. So, yeah, put him on TV. And you see the crowd's going wild. And to Fernando's point, you're probably right. This is a ratings cash cow for all we're the Trumpers in, in Trump Twice. lands. We're talking about it. But all the red states, they turn on Mass Singer and they're like, whoa, buddy, that's my favorite mayor right there. <laughs> well, look at that guy. Who would have thought so many people loving a stooge from New York City. Speaking of New York City, Eric Adams, not Whoa. a fan of the man. And stooges. Uh, he's done a lot of horrible things, and I think the city is going to uh, go through a bit of a downturn with him as mayor. However, he is doing something good when it comes to marijuana reform. And of course, when it comes to the war on drugs, look no further than the aforementioned Rudy Giuliani, oh. who is now making us all laugh because he said he's bad to the bone. <laughs> Cut to footage of cops beating the living shit out yep. of people all over over Brooklyn, all over the Bronx, all over Harlem, and even sometimes in Manhattan because of the war on drugs, because of the Disneyfication of Times Square when they mm-hmm. ousted everybody, beginning, of course, with Ed Koch, mm-hmm. a man who could have done a hell of a lot more for the gay community, of course, he being gay himself, um, a man who could have done a lot more uh, to preserve the uh, lower rents and preserve a middle mm. class in New York, which mm-hmm. is obviously completely evaporated, which is another reason why seeing Rudy Giuliani and them on the mass singer getting applause like he's cute is so infuriating. So the man has devastated countless lives and there are still people mm-hmm. incarcerated because of his policies. So there is some attempt to repeal 
some of that era in New York City when it comes to the war on drugs and when it comes to marijuana specifically. Eric Adams uh, says that he wants the city to promote impending legal cannabis industry to, quote, assist the people from minority communities that were most affected by marijuana related Mm -hmm. offenses and arrests. So basically what he said was we're going to propose a four point eight million dollar spending to reach out to the most impacted by the so-called war on drugs. We've talked about this a lot Mm -hmm. on this show. Mm -hmm. This is why many people say they almost prefer decriminalization as opposed to legalization. Because, of course, with legalization, as we saw in Travis Irvine's home state of Ohio, can lead to a lot of corporate fingers getting into the pot and, again, continuing to screw over the marginalized communities that were totally fucked over by the war on drugs. Well, Ohio hasn't gone full legal. Not yet, because, of course, there were the five main companies and then people were like, "Ah, we don't like them. Right. There was a a ballot initiative in 2015 that was a a monopolized version of marijuana production. And yes, if it had gotten passed by the people, which it didn't, it would have legalized marijuana, but you would have only been able to grow it in five different areas. It was like five to seven different growers. And one of them was Nick Lachey. Mm. So there you go. It all comes back to reality TV. (laughs) Nick Lachey, oh my goodness 98 degrees that's the one baby he's famous he's cincinnati bell's uh, main spokesperson who knew that that it's also the temperature that grows the perfect nug Mm. 98 degrees Mm. i don't know if that's true that's That's actually a little bit lower than that is it lower than that i thought it was 420 degrees sizzling weed (laughs) irvine are you on the mass singer you are so (laughs) charming so this is what eric adams had to say he says now is the time for our city to make proactive investments to ensure the people disproportionately impacted by the criminalization of these substances so they can reap the benefits of the new industry again when it comes to politics, everything is disgusting. And let's not forget Eric Adams, a former police officer who no doubt arrested many people uh-huh. for said offenses that he is now proclaiming to uh, be against. Right. And then this is Adams kind of swooping into something that has already been taking place over the last few mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys remember when our friend uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo was... Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, hold on a second. Now, when was good, he our friend? He's our good friend. What? No, right. Governor Andrew Cuomo. Uh, um, yes, I was there when he got his nipples pierced. I never uh, saw a man cry less. He cried. What, that's what it means to be a man. One Who lone tear like Johnny Depp in Crybaby. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this, when he was first getting in legal trouble back in 2020, whether it was the uh, the the nursing home scandal yes, huge or scandal. the sexual uh, harassment scandal. And the nurse nursing home scandal i still think there needs to be more done about that that oh, was Lord. what i mean tens of thousands of people that he killed because he didn't want to play uh, because he was playing politics right and of course one of the ways as we discussed on this show mm-hmm. for him to kind of wiggle around and weasel out of it was to start talking about straight up marijuana legalization mm-hmm. and that's i believe that's what we said in the show a good way to get out of a scandal is give everyone something very distracting to be excited about in new york city alone the marijuana industry is expected to generate 1.3 billion dollars a year uh, uh, yes annually wow. and that would be fantastic that's what they say in just its first year alone sure and obviously new york city they need the funds infrastructure is always in need of repair the only problem as we learned with new york city politics there's a lot of money and then not a lot of people know where it goes. Right. So <laughs> that's mm. a, so hopefully yeah. there is some honesty to this claim and some, transparency. That, and some transparency that marginalized communities that were most screwed over by the war on drugs can actually be the ones who get the licenses and actually be the ones who can benefit because, of course, they're the ones who reaped uh, the short end of the stick uh, when it comes to the war on drugs. New York was the 16th state to legalize marijuana for adults, and it is the second most populous state to do so Mm -hmm. after California. I always thought New York should be on the forefront of this. Mm -hmm. It seems to me like they're a little bit behind the times, which is kind of ironic, but again, I suppose... Uh, I suppose it's good whether it be too late. Yeah, uh, better late than never. Yes, there you go. New York got set back basically by the draconian Rockefeller drug laws of the the 70s. Of course, Nelson Rockefeller, uh, former uh, 
governor. He was of the Rockefeller family, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I believe it was really those drug laws that kind of set New York back so far. And then, of course, the stop and frisk era of the 80s and 90s. And today. And that Mm -hmm. Eric Adams has even said he wants to bring it back. So it's interesting to see Eric Adams and and Hochul, Governor Hochul, you know, they're they're so new and fresh in terms of New York politics. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, again, you want to you want to be very excited for this. I think this is a great step forward for the state of New York and certainly Hochul. Um, but Adams, as we've said, I still got some hesitations on Adams. Absolutely, of course. And if you don't, you're not paying attention. So when it comes to politicians and marijuana legalization, there is one thing that I have to tell them to do. Mm. Stop with the puns. I, I loved it, though. I can't, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. This is not Kevin and Sluggo. What? That's a local radio guy. Those are ra- ra- local radio dudes here in uh, California that I've been listening to mm. um andrew yang on instagram uh-huh i'm so happy i'm not his child because it <laughs> is so cringy because he always says i believe for his 420 post by the way eric adams give him some credit for being on time he did announce this on 420 so right. there was some and he actual, wasn't late and he wasn't late yeah <laughs> uh that's a joke of course about uh about uh, de blasio, blasio always late the, Bill de Blasio was late to the 9-11 <laughs> memorial oh, where man. all of the families were there. He oh. showed up like 20 minutes late. Oh, uh, anyway, he loves he sleeping would, in. He really does. That's how he survived 9-11 probably. <laughs> <laughs> but no more puns when it comes to marijuana legalization. Okay, so this is Jamal Bowman. He's uh, out of New York. He says, let's be blunt, <laughs> which is the same thing Andrew Yang said on his Instagram. Oh, so everyone's making the same pun. That's the problem. But he goes on to say something relevant. He Mm -hmm. says, we've got people behind bars while others make millions in the cannabis industry. On 420, we need POTUS, that is, of course, Joe Biden, uh, to pardon all cannabis convictions, wipe marijuana legal debt, marijuana debt, free anyone currently incarcerated for it and legalize marijuana. Jamal makes a solid point. Mm -hmm. And the question is, why isn't Joe Biden doing this today? The midterms are right around the corner. (sighs) This is, to me, a guaranteed political winner. Is there anything I'm not seeing? Like, if you're Joe, you're Joe Pa, other than just being old and, you know, really wanting to believe that he was in the right when he was signing all this horrific legislation that put people behind bars, three strikes and you're out. Uh, this just the 94 crime bill, the 94 crime bill, the disgusting rhetoric that he continued to have uh, in the late 70s and 80s. Is it just him not wanting to admit that he's a freaking moron and that he's <laughs> or wrong? wrong or does he actually believe in the reefer madness narrative that was shoved down his throat as a kid? Yeah, I think it could be a little bit of column A. It could be a little bit of column B. I mean, uh, the old school politicians, I think, still don't get it. I mean, the Republican feckless governor of my home state, Mike DeWine, yeah. is absolutely against legalization. Anytime it even comes up, he he starts talking about how kids can get into candies. They always take like the, the most obtuse mm-hmm. situations that, again, we've seen it be legalized in yes. states. Uh, use goes down by minors. I mean, it's not that cool if it's not illegal. Exactly. Uh, I think it's column C. I think uh, Mr. Mr. Biden, our president, is in the pocket of big pharma, of big jail. You know, big jail uh, industry and big, and uh, you know other people that work to keep marijuana illegal. Uh, Joe Biden has always been for a school student debt. And if uh, if you're ever caught with marijuana, you're you know you have to you're not you allowed. Your yeah, loans. you're not allowed I to remember get federal that. loans. It's all involved. It's all connected. And it's so a I think creating a class system, right? Yeah. And so I think it's all connected. He knows that if he legalizes weed, that's the pharma industry losing a lot of money. That's the prison complex not getting a bunch of prisoners. That's right. That's the you know it's all connected. And those are the people lining his pockets. And then uh, his son Hunter's getting way better stuff than all of us. He's <laughs> yeah. not even smoking weed. He's smoking meth. I actually don't know if Hunter is getting very good meth because again the picture of him with the meth pipe or crack pipe he's sleeping yeah that means it worked did it he got tired he got sleepy oh i see what you mean (laughs) meth is supposed to make you stay up for eight days (laughs) exactly but to your point on more of a micro scenario that i had uh, there's this owner of a comedy club out there in new york city and uh, i think he's half owner or whatever it is and i was talking with him a couple years back and he was telling me that he didn't want marijuana to be legal because he's a jail guard Uh, he Mm -hmm. works in the prisons Mm -hmm. he works as a, a chef he's in charge of the kitchen 
And I'm sitting there thinking like, dude, you have a bunch of comedians openly high on your stage right now. All they do is talk about weed. And because you have a monetary gain involved in the in the illegalization of it, mm-hmm. you're going to only think about yourself. Wow. And then not be concerned about the unbelievable ramifications of how the war on drugs have devastated communities and people. It To me, it really is disgusting. And I understand People are always in their own self-interest. That's what people are. You have to be in your own self. You have to protect your own self-interest. That's why I say it all the time. You got to put the mask on when the plane's going down. Mm-hmm. You got to put it on first before you can help somebody else. The mm-hmm. oxygen mask. The oxygen right. mask, of course. Um, <laughs> Not that other mask. The other yeah. mask. That's a whole thing in flux now. I'm, whatever. Um, but it really is just a reminder that people have... Um, economic motivations mm-hmm. that are so counterintuitive to freedom. Right. And it's just, it makes you sick. Well, and it, it adds to what we've said about Nancy Pelosi and all their stock holdings exactly. and all these centers. You're absolutely right. I mean, we don't know where Joe Pa has his monies and who basically gives him money for his campaigns, but big pharma, big prison, they run DC anyway. So right, if you're right. a longtime guy like Joe Biden, a creature of DC, yeah, you probably are, are covered in that kind of money. And creature is the creature is the right word too. They remind me after a certain <laughs> amount of years in Washington, DC, Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, they start to look like the creatures from the descent. The yeah. They get very pale, lose yeah. their eyes. It's like Grassley slurping up his milkshake. <laughs> oh, I need this to live. Chuck Grassley's still alive. Oh, Death oh, Watch, we're still on it. It's an update. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Speaking of the prison industrial complex and speaking of freedoms, I want to talk just briefly about this case, Melissa Lucio. Now, this case is in Texas. This woman has been on death row since 2007. She was wrongfully convicted of murdering her two-year-old daughter. Uh, This is according to Melissa Lucio's oldest son, John. He says, we don't want our mother executed. We already lost our sister. And now we're going to lose our mother for an accident. It is just horrible. So basically what's going on here is Governor Abbott uh, can either commute her, uh, her sentence or give a reprieve to the execution, which is planned for April 27th. I don't think that this woman needs to be executed whatsoever. According to the Innocence (sighs) Project, she should not even be behind bars. So we have to remember this stuff is real when it comes to uh, people taking aside, putting aside humanity for the almighty buck. And in the Mm. case of this poor Texas woman, talk about somebody in the political crosshairs, Uh, obviously being a Hispanic woman, I'm sure that that does play into it. Uh, I'm sure that there is a... um, I'm sure the jury had a uh, harsher sentence uh, for her than Mm. they would have, for example, a Casey Anthony. Mm. (laughs) Um, So hopefully we can get some attention to this case and Governor Abbott could do the right thing. Although, again, uh, given his history, uh, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I mean, that's just Texas, quote unquote, law and order. Um, It's interesting to look at this story and. Um, even the case against her was largely through this uh, confession that she gave the night that her daughter died. It was very aggressive, late night interrogation. And false confessions are exceptionally easy to get. Uh, I know it might be difficult for some people to understand. If you didn't commit a crime, why would you confess? 
the psychological warfare that goes on in an interrogation room. Mm -hmm. These dudes are freaking pro. Yeah. Right. It's the They're same trying thing. to get a conviction. Absolutely. It's the same way if you go to a comedy club and you're like, I'm grumpy today and the comedian makes you laugh. There's a, <laughs> there's a magic to it, right? But that's a fun and magic. That's a fun magic. <laughs> right. But when you go and you're devastated, you just lost your child and all of a sudden you're in an interrogation room, um, you, you might be obviously out of your element. You're literally a fish out of water. These places, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, just government buildings are so cold and stale Sterile. to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. The number one thing you do want to do inst uh, instinctively is get out of there. Right. right. And if a cop tells you, well, Fernando, yeah, well, I mean, accidents happen. So maybe you kick lawyer, your Lawyer. Lawyer. That's what you're going to hear from me. <laughs> yeah. And then I show up. <laughs> oh, no. But in the case of Lucio, uh, apparently she also had a history of, uh, she was a victim of sexual abuse oh. and things like that so obviously authority she was in a situation where authority she thought authority had the you know the best the best in mind for her and right. it's just so sad that that's not the case and this is again i'm not going to give parental advice on account that i have two dogs and they're just hanging on now they're doing great but um <laughs> the idea of calling the police to slap your kids on the wrist and say see don't do this don't do that. Sure. Because once they're in the books, it's the same way if you're getting a parking ticket mm -hmm. and then you're there like 10 seconds after and you're like, buddy, I'm here. I'm going to move the car. He's like, no, I've already started the process. Can't turn back now. Mm -hmm. If the cops come and they file a, a report on your kid, they're in the system mm -hmm. and it's a cold, cold, cold place. Well, and then a lot of the cases, too, when police show up to these types of calls, domestic disturbance domestic violence you find a dead kid or a hurt kid your first reaction is to interrogate the parents mm -hmm. um i had a thing when i was a kid i like uh, fell down something and the police came and the first thing they did was like really question my mom to see if she had caused the accident so right. it's kind of like a go-to basically policy on the police department's part and uh, for some reason i don't know what it's about kids uh, god knows i did it I was trying to kill myself for like ever. Oh, like until my head open like every day. Like, yeah, yeah like just, accidentally. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, I, I used to do the somersaults into the same corner of the wall. I used to do, I know it. I remember it because I, the, the I had to get somersault. stitches and yeah. then I just don't know why I kept on doing it there. Yeah. I was like, this is where I like to do somersaults. And it just happened to be by a corner of a freaking wall. So, Ma'am, why is your son doing all these somersaults into a wall? <laughs> We're going to have to take you downtown. Yes. So for Lucio's surviving children like John, the prospect of losing their mother is, is almost impossible to accept. Uh, he says, yes, there were some imperfections. Uh, she struggled with some drug addiction. Hey, you know what? Again, that happens. And a lot of times that's on that's a planned thing by, again, former said, former mentioned, Big Pharma. He says it's been a journey, but now John, he's 32 years old. He describes the decade and a half since his mother was found guilty and sentenced to death. And uh, he says the last several months have been nerve wracking. And uh, he says it's devastating news. It's just broke our family completely. Lucio had 12 children at the time oh, of Maria's God. death. And so honestly, to get a little blue here, a little gallows humor, you lose one out of 12. It's not like you're she's, losing she's one out of three. She's got a great success rate. You've got 11. <laughs> yeah. I mean, back in the day, yeah. if you had 12 kids, you're planning on missing eight. You know, <laughs> sure. you're going to, you know, because yeah. you got to sure. have, that's why you got to keep on birth in the workforce. So you can imagine she has 11 other kids and there's a two-year-old. Mm. Accidents happen. It's, yeah. And it's, it's more so than sad. Yeah. Um, but do you feel safer knowing that this woman is behind bars? Do you does this make no, society safer? Absolutely not. So that's the main question, right? Whenever it is, when that's why we talk about non-violent offenders. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Lenora Claire brought up some fantastic points right. about what people are what people are considered non-violent, yeah. such as stalkers, which that is violent. That's, that's very is, violent. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> or at least the threat of even exactly. Yeah. But when it comes to a situation like this. Other than if you are just completely and utterly bigoted and full of hate, uh, there really is no other um, answer other than at the very least get this woman off of death row mm. and the Innocence Project, uh, which I absolutely love, of course, are trying to get her out of prison because there's no reason for people to be in prison except for the aforementioned monetary gain for said prison and the politicians that get kickbacks from said prison. But unless they are a danger to society... They don't belong behind bars. And even in this case, the the a lot of the the jurors even said that they would like a new trial based on evidence that they did not hear. Right. So so I mean, even the people that convicted her are saying, hey, this woman needs another shot. And that's a trickle down effect also. If you're one of these jurors, dude, you're gonna you're complicit in killing this woman. 
Right. Uh, she almost had enough kids to fill an entire jury. Oh <laughs> uh, that would have been a proper jury. Yeah. Real, of her really peers. of her peers. Yeah. yeah. Her kids. Indeed. Mm -hmm. But if you're one of those jurors, I mean, I'd have PTSD. Yeah. Well, remember oh, we, we so covered um, stories from death row. The 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 people who have to mm -hmm. actually inject the drugs, they end yes. up having PTSD as well. We I mean, One of the stories we covered, the fellow from the South Carolina prison where they'll just pick someone at random. They usually pick someone who does not want to do it. Yeah. They um, say, if you want to do it, you want it too much. You want it too much. Like Henry's, psychopath. Henry's never going to get abducted by aliens. He wants it too much. He wants it too much. And I don't want it at all, so if I don't show up next week. Oh. I think the point you made about uh, it, you know uh, public executions of a danger is really valid here. Like, who is this woman a danger to? If any, like, who? Come on. She's a 50-year-old woman. What is she going to do on the streets? Right. What is she going to do to the rest of her friends? Uh, it's, it's that Texas law. Again, they just, they've always gone too far with it's the death penalty. We're not soft on crime. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, no. and it's only gotten worse. Just soft in the tummy region, which is another thing we'll talk about here in a second. And when it comes to Texas and when it comes to people who love civil liberties, which Texas pretends to, uh, this is such an unbelievable violation. And uh, the state gets it wrong too much, Texas which is why the death penalty uh, should not exist. Life, to be totally goth, is a death sentence, and uh, <laughs> it'll all get worked mm -hmm. out in the wash. Yep. There's just a way too much money, way too much corruption to trust anything. Over like 20, some, I think we're nearing 30 some states now just ban the death penalty completely. Um, it's just a pain in the ass also. It's expensive. I know in Ohio the last few years, they can't even find the concoction of magic drugs that kills people mm. anymore. Um, it's just, it's it ends up being a bureaucratic nightmare. Yes, And, and to your point, for people actually have done heinous crimes and the evidence is there and they are convicted, to your point, being in prison for the rest of your life is just as bad. And it's actually more affordable for the taxpayers to do that as opposed to the the appeals process when it comes to death. Sentences. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Melissa Lucho, uh, we're thinking about uh, you and your family. And going back just lastly on this, when it comes to what makes a society more dangerous, how about 11 kids without a mother? Oh, my God. Yikes. You know, what about that yeah, aspect? Exactly. I would assume, and I'm I'm speculating here, but perhaps there wasn't necessarily a strong father figure right. there, perhaps. Very possible. And so now we have 11 right. orphans in the foster care system, angry, rightfully so, and confused and sad and everything else. Mm -hmm. That, to me, would make society a hell of a lot more dangerous than having a mother um, suffering after the accidental death of her child. Oh, my goodness. So valid. All right. Well, speaking of suffering in a totally different way, in a much <laughs> less serious way, CNN Plus is officially gone. Yay! And thank God, because CNN Plus. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so excited. Because but... <laughs> it's a net. It was the dump. They have so much money, so much money. And their ad campaigns were the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And they don't deserve anything. And I'm happy that they failed because they are – they. Well, I don't know why I'm so mad either. I don't know, yeah. Well, <laughs> Fernando, why are we so why mad? Why are we so mad? Yeah, I don't know. It's funny to watch Chris Wallace suffer. Sure. <laughs> All of them. Anderson Cooper. I mean, it was just, it was a net fail <laughs> from the beginning. I don't know what they were thinking because, I mean, you look at like something like Fox Nation, which we're going to talk about here in a second. They have a special on balls. Yeah, And Love so you can say what you want about <laughs> Fox News and Fox Nation, of course. Feel free to say whatever you'd like. But when it comes to the entertainment aspect of it, they know what they're doing. Yes. CNN Plus was just a worse version of CNN. Yes. And I've been and to CNN. And I'll tell you, they're not fun to hang out with. That's what the ads just looked like, CNN ads. Because yes. it was just CNN. And then it had Plus. But then it had all their 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 guys, their figures, your Jake Tappers and your Anderson Coopers and your Chris Wallace, who was supposed to be some type of, you know... Uh, face of the entire plus well, network. He's going to get the youth. Yeah, he's going to bring in the youth. You know, who's really popular with the kids these days? Chris Wallace. <laughs> yeah, so operations for CNN Plus will see us on April 30th. Um, so if you have, I'm sorry if you have a favorite show on there. Right. Um, I mean, such great people such as Audie Cornish had a show and we all love, <laughs> we all love Audie Cornish and uh, Casey Hunt. Uh, kind of a funny name there. Chris Wallace and Rex Chapman. Oh, those names, those are so synonymous with success. I just don't <laughs> oh, understand no. how this wasn't able to work. Um, the uh, I believe the network lasted uh, for less. It was like five it was weeks. Like a month. It was like a month. It was so <laughs> That's so sad. It was like a month. I mean, again, we talked about it on the, mm. on the last time CNN Plus 
came up on this show, but what Fox News Nation did right is that they, you know, they didn't have a big rollout. They just kind of started quietly putting some of your the B-list Fox News folks onto. Hey, now I was on there. Yeah, hmm. B-list Fox That's News folks. Hello, B-list. His name is Ben. It starts with a B. Let's be blunt. Let's be blunt. <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna put out a joint statement. I'm gonna die. <laughs> this now might be more than you can smoke, folks. Aliens, aliens take me now. <laughs> Not if you want it, uh, but. Again, Again, Fox News Nation just slowly rolled out. They'd throw, they'd relegate people there. They'd also let people have special projects like your Tucker Carlson's mm-hmm. and uh, some of your bigger names could have their special projects in Fox News Nation. It just worked. However, uh, right. they roll it out to the Fox News viewers. It worked. And CNN Plus viewers were just like, I'll just watch extra CNN. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, it. Kyle Kinane has this great bit about if you get a giant pizza, don't be the asshole that also orders extra cheese on it. It's like, just eat more pizza. Eat more pizza. That's all CNN Plus was. I don't know about that premise, but that's just fine. Kyle Kinane, check out everything he does. Don't know him personally, but I've heard he does great humor. So, Tucker Carlson, masculinity. We've sort of been discussing that. He's a man. We've been discussing this a little bit with Lenora Claire, talking about, like, what's going on here uh, with the American man? We have a situation where I think people are looking for masculinity, which is why they're looking for Vladimir Putin or mm. to Vladimir Putin mm. as an example of a man, even though that man is a horse fucker. We all know it. We all believe it. And it's an absolute abstract fact, object fact. Mm-hmm. Um, Vladimir Putin, of course, a man who has um, clay pots planted in the sea so then he can go fake find them. Do you remember that no. story? Oh, my Dude, God. It's all He's just- It's all nonsense. It's pseudo-masculinity at its absolute worst. Now we have what's happening with Tucker Carlson and Fox News. I remember there was a dude, um, oh my God, dumpy little shithead. Oh, he was such uh, Todd Starnes. His name was Todd Starnes. He's chubby and dumpier than I've. Isn't it amazing? And he was blubbery and everything. And he would go on. He did not like transgender people because he's a man. He's a man, (laughs) damn it. And he was obviously not bullied enough. And the whole thing was like, you are making up for the fact that you don't feel masculine Masculine enough. Right. And I think the exact same thing is happening when it comes to Tucker Carlson. I want to play this ad for a documentary that's coming out. It's called the end of men. And, um, I, the conversation is just kind of interesting as mm-hmm. men, we mm-hmm. can have the conversation mm-hmm. of like, what does it mean to be a man? Mr. Lebowski, does a man not cry? Ah. <laughs> does a man not cry? You are allowed to cry. As a matter of fact, uh, if you want to watch a great speech, uh, coach, uh, V there, he was, uh, Velvano. He was the guy with it was uh, North Carolina State. They won the championship. He's one of the greatest orators of all time. Listen to him speak. Coaches are oftentimes amazing at describing what it means to be a man, which is, again, working hard, being honest, uh, being cool, man. Let people live. Let people do what they do. Stand up for yourself. Treat other people how you want to be treated. That uh, this and the other not being a fucking bully, Mm. which is what Tucker Carlson's idea of masculinity is. But let's play just a clip from this documentary. And the first sound you're going to hear is from John F. Kennedy Jr. And I also want to point out- John F. Kennedy Jr.? I'm sorry. The future (laughs) vice president? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. It's from John F. Kennedy, the the man who was killed. Uh, And of course, don't forget, as you listen to him, uh, he couldn't walk barely. And uh, in many ways, uh, he was kind of a total piece of shit. But anyway, let's watch uh, and play the clip. There is nothing, uh, I think, uh, more unfortunate than to have a soft- chubby, fat-looking children. I hope that all of you will join and everybody in the United States to make sure that our children participate fully in a vigorous and adventurous life which is possible for them in this very rich country of ours. Here comes Robert Kennedy Jr. There's been a a 50% decline in sperm counts in uh, the last 40 years, along with a precipitous decline in testosterone production. We're headed for a calamity. And that's not hyperbole. It's not exaggeration. It's just a mathematical fact. All right, that's good. Thank you so much. I only take advice from Robert Kennedy Jr. Let's not forget the Kennedys, a family of incest. Hence, the man (laughs) can't speak, and he's going to tell us what being a masculine man is. I would also like to point out that this documentary, the footage that we just saw, it's mostly just pictures of moobs, which is man boobs. Man boobs. And again, it is, Fernando, speak on this. And I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. (laughs) But it, it is... 
it's erotica. Because all the men that they show, they're like the buff men. They're like the strong, muscular men. And then they look at the fat men. They're like, that's gross. Look at those male boobs. What are we talking about here? And, and then we can also, in fairness, get to some of the statistical truth that might be in here. Okay. But the messaging, my God. It's, you know, you, you, it's very homoerotic. We've gotten to the point where, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we've gotten to the point where I feel like people that are in the Proud Boys, for example, are like, yeah, we're so straight, we don't even talk to women. Yeah, exactly. All we do is suck dick. (laughs) It's, it's homoerotic. It's a, it's like that Roman Greek warrior wrestling Mm. thing. Like, if you look at it from a different angle. They're kind of doing gay stuff. Guys. From everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's about that. But there is a kernel of truth. Okay. There's a kernel of truth. So uh, when, you're, when your skin is exposed to sunlight, you know, uh, different chemical reactions happen in your vitamin body. D. It increases vitamin D. And in men, that increases testosterone. Mm-hmm. So like nude sunbathing. You know, your genitalia is exposed to the sun. And but this is the group of people who would think that was absolutely against well, God. Fernando is trying to educate us about tanning our balls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm not. But this is complete. This is giving cancer to your balls directly. Oh, and this is, a oh, no. ter- this is a terrible, terrible I better, idea. I better stop Stand doing out- that in Ben's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Stand outside for five minutes, maybe, you know, get some sunlight. But this is just this is the kind of bullshit that they will feed their audience. And yeah. they will oh, Fox believe. News especially. Exactly. And it's just it's it's just homoerotic crazy stuff and again talk about projection our good friends the good liars we've been to trump rallies not to say that the democratic rallies are much better but there's some chunkers there's some dumpy there's some big old we were at politicon a couple of years back before the world shut down and let's just say one size is bigger than the other yeah i'd say they're a little larger there on the right (laughs) they were huge this were a seesaw i'd be just a now, one of the things that is kind of interesting, children of men, uh, the idea that, you know, lowering sperm count could lead to devastation. Uh, apparently with the plastics, right. there is something wrong with all the petroleum that we have in right. our system. Well, that was interesting because, you know, RFK Jr., yes. he, he comes from environmentalism. Yes. And that's how I always knew him until he got into the anti-vax stuff. So, so many of the shots, yes, there are a ton of moobs, There's man lot. boobs, but then there was a bunch of pictures of pollution, too. So, I'm once again, you're like, is Tucker? Carlson saying I need to take better care of the environment. Right. I, I love it. No. I mean, again, there's a kernel of truth in everything that the Republicans talk about, you know, what the right wing is talking about. It is true that it is proven that sperm counts have been lowering because of the estrogen in the water and pollution and plastics. And it's all people being less healthy in yeah, general. But, you know, it's true, but, uh, but then you don't get there. You no. know, if you're, if you're in my nut right now uh-huh. and you're a spermie, okay, you better be strong. And you better be able to deal with this. I don't care if you come out half plastic, okay? But you better figure it out. I'm this is this is survival of the fittest down there. I got a Lord of the Flies happening in my fly, okay? Right. And I am not gonna have weak sperm coming out of this wand. Release the sperm. No. Okay, we won't. It's scary. Yeah. I, like when the imagery. But is this scary. is not how you address it. No. The no. way that they are dressing it well, this with is, this stupid idea yes. of what again, Tucker Carlson. The man who wears a bow tie and fights with Paul Bagala on Crossfire. Right. Who looks up to Kid Rock as his symbol of what it means to be a man. So please, the kernel of truth is, uh, yes, with the pollution, with plastics, (laughs) with petroleum, there is an effect on the human body. We're all experiencing it. We all see it. Sure. The idea that apparently tanning your balls might be good. I don't know. Just getting exposure to sun. Just get, I'm just in general. I I don't want to be quoted as saying, put your balls out. (laughs) Stick your balls. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Get those balls out there. I'm going to go to Petco and get one of those lizard lamps and just sleep with that on my nuts every night. That's a great idea, Ben. Nothing could go wrong. Full of (laughs) testicular cancer. (laughs) But this is just not the way to address this issue and again the irony is it's all people watching consume the people who are consuming and watching this are the ones that they could have gotten the pictures of the moves from right like it's not a group mm-hmm. of oh God, i'm just well the search for masculinity and having donald trump be that answer is really disgusting to me sure because donald trump is not the answer look at someone like dwight d eisenhower that was the way that he spoke the way that he (laughs) he uh, won a a world war ii yes the way he carried Mm. himself he built the highway system being respectful is masculine you know that's what is that's first of all that's how you get donald trump is an outlier 
If you act like him in real life, you get punched in the face and you are you're the dude who is sitting behind Mike Tyson on a plane mm. and Mike Tyson turns <laughs> around and beats the living shit out of you. Right. That's yeah. what happens in real life, right. okay? You know, you don't grow up with the same privilege, you don't have the same following, you're not famous, okay? So Donald Trump is not an example of how everyday people can act mm-hmm. nor should. So that is just something that we always have to remember as well. Yeah. The, the idea that Tucker Carlson and the folks that gave us Lou Dobbs on Fox News are going to be the ones who tell us what masculinity is. Right. It's just asinine. And I would say the same for CNN, MSNBC. Same thing with this guy, Malcolm Nance. This guy, mm. Malcolm Nance. MSNBC. Said, MSNBC. He's like, I'm going over to fight the Russians in Ukraine. All he is doing is taking photo ops and doing videos in mm. the cleanest uniform I've ever seen again. The search for masculinity is real, and uh, these answers are not right. Yeah, it's not. You're not going to find the answer on any 24-7 news network, nor their digital platforms like Fox News Nation, because that's how you got to watch this stuff. Tucker Carlson Originals, they're all in Fox News Nation. This is something that all the dumpy Fox News uh, people, the viewers, need to actually pay extra to watch. And Uh. it's, you know, this is why Chris Wallace quit. Fox News, and, <laughs> and now he's fired. And now he's he has fired. no job. Yeah, <laughs> well, I guess he still has a job. But. To me, masculinity means taking accountability mm-hmm. and showing responsibility for your actions, and that's that's what this is completely lacking. Absolutely, you know, completely. There's like there's no accountability in in uh, the environmental destruction. There's no accountability for literally most of the laws and things that they have contributed to being at fault for what is happening. And I'm just not going to take any advice from Robert Kennedy Jr., a man who sounds like a frog's fart. I just, I don't know he has some condition or something. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. All right. Well, speaking of assholes, just lastly, uh, and D's, let's go to Disney and let's talk Florida. (sighs) This is an interesting story. And this is one of those crazy political stories where uh, somebody on the left gets to accuse somebody on the right for being socialist. So basically what happened here is DeSantis, because of this air quotes, don't say gay bill. All right. So the legislation that basically bans Mm -hmm. any conversation about the gay lifestyle, not even the gay lifestyle, just the idea that gay people exist. Right. uh, From what is it? K through fourth or whatever. I think just in general, like employee, like employees can't talk about it, too, which is why Disney got involved. So Disney was like, uh, we're Disney. Um, Our entire. Yeah, it's based (laughs) on princesses and princes and (laughs) stories that are quite whimsical. Mm. So Disney was like, nah, Florida, we don't really dig you on that. So DeSantis has now said, well, then screw you, Disney. Uh, this uh, We are now going to get rid of your autonomy as an mm. industry. Now, if you are a proper, true um, conservative when it comes to economics, you would think this is government overreach. Right. And that was exactly what Colorado Governor uh Polis said, now this is Jared Polis out of Colorado, as I said, uh, he says that what DeSantis is doing is, quote, an authoritarian socialist attack, which, again, is so funny uh, that they get to sort of um, turn uh, turn the verbiage, you know, on the people that usually throw it. Mm -hmm. So this is what Jared Polis had to say via Twitter. He says Florida's authoritarian socialist attacks on the private sector are driving businesses away. In Colorado, we don't meddle in affairs of companies like Disney or Twitter. Hey, Disney, we're ready for Mountain Disneyland and Twitter. We're ready for Twitter HQ2, whoever your owners are. So Jared Polis, (laughs) really desperate uh, to get some Disney love and some Twitter love. Now, if I live in Colorado, the last thing I want is a Twitter headquarters. Look exactly what happened when it comes to San Francisco. The erosion of the middle class as these big tech companies come Mm, in. Oh, it's never good. So if I'm Polis, I'd be like, maybe give it. If I'm in Colorado, I'd be like, 
we can take Disney because we're super stoned and going on rides super high is really fun and the teacups <laughs> sure. are like really awesome. But Twitter, you can stay where you are. Sure, yeah. I mean, Jared Polis, we've highlighted him on this show before. Openly gay Democratic governor of Colorado. Yes, we've oh. covered the fact that he got married while he was uh, in office. Yeah, yeah we talked about right it. Right here on this yeah. show, huh? Yeah, historic stuff. And again, uh, he follows me on Twitter. Oh, this is why you like him. <laughs> Dude, I oh love Jared Polis. No, this is huge. I mean, he's taking on, we've covered it on this show Again, DeSantis and the Republicans of Florida, it's big government gone amok. Really I is. mean, it's it's whatever your definition of conservatism, republicanism, this ain't it. They're meddling into classrooms. They're meddling into private lives. And that's essentially what the don't say gay bill was. Yes. Uh, we covered that in this show and, and how ridiculous that is. So mm -hmm. I applaud Governor Polis for reaching out and basically saying it is a departure from what maybe most Democrats are for. But he's absolutely, I think, correct in saying, hey, if you want to run your business and not get meddled with... Not get targeted. It's almost mafioso the way mm -hmm. DeSantis is it going is. over some, uh, at going after some of these companies. Yep. So um, kudos to Polis. I completely agree. And now Polis, interestingly enough, this is why I like him as well. Uh, he was a he was a successful businessman. He got some money, and he was the only Democratic member of Congress to join the House's Libertarian Liberty Caucus. Yeah, the, the um, Fourth so Amendment he, Caucus. Him so, and Justin Amash worked on a lot of. They almost defunded the NSA's domestic spying program together oh, wow. in 2013. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's for anyone who wants to know. That's how he first started following me on Twitter. I wrote a, a story for Huffington Post praising Amash. Polis and uh, the entire Fourth nice. Amendment caucus, and some of them followed me on Twitter, so that's oh. nice. You seem to be very happy about that. Uh, did I <laughs> well, mention he followed me on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Jared Polis also, he says, we will grant Mickey and Minnie full asylum hey. here in Colorado. I, love it. I mean, you're just, yeah, it's great. So what exactly is the situation right now with DeSantis? He also is taking on Twitter. Now, uh, this is a quote. We can actually play the sound of DeSantis if you'd like to. So he's taking on, obviously, big tech with Twitter, which seems to be fairly bipartisan, the um, right. the anger towards big tech. And now it's kind of a fight for, like, which way is it going to lean? Because Barack Obama came out recently and had a lot of negative things to say about big tech, how it's mm -hmm. threatening our democracy. Social media. Social media. And now, of course, we have someone like DeSantis saying that exact same thing, which is, again... Use it as a tool. Do not use it as a personality. Mm. It is very dangerous. It warps your mind and it makes your life worse. So be very careful. However, check out my friend Mookie Thompson's new comedy special. Oh, I yeah. tweeted that. Yeah. That's what it's for. That's what it's for, to promote Promotion. your friends yes. and promote art and things you like. Elon Musk, of course, refers to it as a war zone, which uh, is why it's ruined. I, I hate okay. him. He's so like, fun. if you're going to enter the arena, I'm not entering the arena. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? There's no this? arena. There's right. no arena. It's just letters on a web page. Exactly. 140. <laughs> All right. So let's play DeSantis now taking on the board of Twitter because they're so upset about this so-called poison pill, which Fernando can explain in regards uh, to prevent Elon Musk's acquisition. Again, you're the governor of Florida. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you talking about he's this? He's got nothing going on, I guess. Nothing, no, he's got, so he's got a yeah. presidential it's, race to win in two years. That's, that's what's what going on. At. All right. Let's play DeSantis talking in front of all of his stooges. The state of Florida and our pension system, we have shares of Twitter. Uh, I didn't buy it. We have people that run the fund. But nevertheless, it hasn't exactly been great in returns on investment. It's been pretty stagnant for many, many years. Mm. Uh, so, But nevertheless, I mean, to me, I think that that's probably an injury to the fund. So we're going to be looking at ways that the state of Florida potentially can be holding these Twitter board of directors accountable for breaching their fiduciary duty. Oh my God, thunderous applause. And I don't wow. remember uh, Twitter ever saying it was a fiduciary. Um, also, <sighs> the biggest thing here that is not being discussed is if you have pensions tied to the market, you better retire right at the right time. Because God otherwise, forbid the 2008 yep. collapse mm -hmm. happens again, which it will. That's what happened for all 50 states and their pension funds after the... So he's blaming the companies because his his um, state workers have to have stock in those in order to get their guaranteed or their, what should be guaranteed pensions, but because they play um, basically a, a high-risk game of roulette. Mm. Now they have to blame Twitter. It doesn't. I hate. I fucking hate Twitter. But it's like this is not. It's not up to Twitter to make sure that your pensioners get their pension. I don't agree with this style of pension. Right. It's cultural politics roulette. But 
Fernando, how did we even get here in terms of Elon Musk investing in Twitter, so on and so yeah, forth? Yeah, what's this poison pill? Okay, yeah, what is so this? There's a lot of layers to this, but they're all wrong. Like okay. every single. So Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter because he thinks that it's not a free speech, you know, that there's not enough free speech. Right. Again, it's a private organization. It can block and do whatever the hell it wants. And get off so of it. He pumped yeah. in $3 billion. Yes. Yeah, so it made, it made him a major shareholder. 9%? Because, yes, 9% because of all the shares he had. So what he was going to do then is because he was a now a major shareholder, he could make a lot of decisions well, along with the board of directors because being a major shareholder, he has a major say. Right. Right. So the board of directors hates that. They ah. don't want this to happen. So okay. what they did is what they what they're calling a poison pill. So they diluted their shares. So say you had, you know, 20 shares, you split those shares into 60, into 100. So they diluted each of their shares. So what that does is it decreases the value of all of their pockets, but in the process decreases the majority of Elon Musk's holdings. Oh. So this is is it wrong to compare it to inflation? No, no. Like when is, the Fed just prints a bunch of money, it's similar. It's very, it's exactly what they did. They just printed okay. a bunch more stock. So right, this shares. is this is bad for the company because it devalues every single person that now holds stock is losing value. Are they? Are they? And uh, in the example of a pension fund exactly. for a state, they're losing value because they've invested in Twitter stock. So instead of the again, Twitter, uh, Elon is bad because he wants to buy it and control a private organization, and the board of directors is just as dumb. Because well, if he buys it, it's his. It's it's his, but whatever. <laughs> That's besides the point. I don't sure. even want to go into that. But this is this. So it's about the fiduciary uh, duty that he's talking about is because as board of directors, they technically in the best interest of the company, they have to make the right decision for about the money for yeah. their shareholders. And what they're doing right now is technically anti that they are literally losing the company money by choice it is what they're and doing they is would argue that what they're doing is in order to ensure the company doesn't get bought by elon musk exactly. so it right. is or, or contaminated so, so or every whatever. single one of these people is literally just doing dumb shit and they're all wrong hey <laughs> welcome to america <laughs> baby as I, I said it like i say it so much but that liquid shit i saw someone take outside of twitter headquarters in sam fran was so powerful <laughs> so with disney world interestingly enough it's a it is a um it's part of a thing called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, and it's basically a private government controlled by Disney World. Now, this was set up by the state legislator in 1967, so it allows uh, Disney to provide government services such as zoning, fire protection, utilities, and infrastructure. It really is kind of a world to itself. It's its, it's own city. Disney World, yeah. much like the Vatican, I right. suppose. Yeah, yeah. very um, much. It's got a castle and everything. And so I do think uh, two Governor Polis's point. Uh, this was something that has been set up. There's a precedent. This has been around for since 1967. And for uh, DeSantis to, with the stroke of a pen in a legislative body that uh, kowtow to him, obviously uh, it is completely controlled by the Republicans at this point. This, if you are a true, again, Republican, or you believe in the free market, this is not right. It's not. It's not right at all. All, all of it's a mess. All of it's a mess. I mean, the shareholders doing this is wrong. It's all just political bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then this is also an example of, in terms of how this all got started, crony capitalism, right? Mm -hmm. Disney's basically not going to move to the middle of Florida in 1967 unless they're giving these special perks. Uh, yep. You know, I mean, that's what it. Um, the history even says. It was rural land. They couldn't even get public utilities out there. So Disney going there at all allowed that whole area to prosper. And let's be quite honest, in terms of Central Florida's economy, I mean, Disney is it. And it's been that since uh, the 1960s. So the company says last year they had more than 60,000 workers in the state. And what happened was uh, with the LGBT laws that were being passed, obviously anti-LGBT laws, uh, CEO Bob Chappick received some blowback from some of his employees who were like, buddy, you got to stand up and say this isn't right. Right. And uh, they did what they have the right to do. They have the right to walk off the job if they want to, if they disagree right. with their management. Uh, that is something that they are allowed to do. So this is political vengeance mm -hmm. coming from the mouth of DeSantis and the legislative body. And it really is a uh, it's unfortunate and it's a horrible precedent. It's just more of what we're getting used to with Governor DeSantis. I mean, again, he's fighting all these cultural political battles, uh, whether it's the schoolrooms, whether it's boardrooms, he's getting in there. And he's taking, doing the opposite of Ben Kissel politics. He's marbling in culture war with economics and business and everything else. 
And when you do that, it gets extremely difficult mm. to unravel all of the things that he's pushing forth. And it's, again, more of the same of what we're seeing from this new post-Trump Republican Party. They love getting involved when it's things that they don't like. That's mm. when big government yep. is yep. their That's friend, when it's their and, friend. It's their right. ally, and they will push as as far as they can, even if it means sending Mickey and Minnie Mouse to Colorado to get high in the mountains. Which I think would be fantastic. That sounds I pretty want, sweet. I, uh, I tell you, I'd be feeling pretty goofy myself. Whoa, Thank he's you. on fire, folks. I want to point out that what is literally happening is Ron DeSantis is mad because Twitter is letting Elon Musk take over, but he's mad Not at Disney. Me. Oh, no, no. He's mad because, uh, you know, Twitter is almost letting Elon Musk take over, but he's mad at Disney for not letting him take over. He is, it is literally hypocritical. His right. argument in, is literally a paradox. He's making two speeches saying the <laughs> yeah. two different things in the same day. Yes. Very good. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, politics. Isn't it nice? Well, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. We hope you're doing well out there. And uh, yeah, we'll be back a little bit later on. Obviously, we'll keep you up to date on all the news as we see fit. And again, just lastly, on uh, what it means to be a man, um, you know, this Russian clip of this news dude laughing at the idea of nuking New York is just absolutely disgusting. Mm. And um, we got to be better. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you're doing well out there. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.